The calendar's quickly approaching the final weekend in April, which means only one thing. Sayre National's the place to be. Spots are filling fast for the second annual The Bob Four-Man Scramble, April 29th and 30th. It's two fun-filled days of golf, food, and prize money, but you can't do any of those three without getting entered into the tournament. To do so, give the Pro Shop a call, 580-928-9046. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there to you, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal hanging out this morning in the sports bar at Sayre National. Big weekend ahead here at Sayre National with the second annual The Bob Tournament coming up. We'll talk about that right off the top. We'll hit some NBA playoffs, some uh, little kid baseball that happened this weekend. If you're worried about uh, the longevity of Elk City baseball, this weekend tells you don't worry about that. A lot of success on the diamond uh, for Elk City baseball. So we got that. The NFL draft, of course. And, in, and at 9.30, Jim Traber will be with us as well. So a full, fun-packed show ahead. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with us live a couple of different ways. Log on to kadsam.com or download the app. The Paragon Communications app is free, completely free. And it's got radio, Penny News, Big Elk TV. We've got an announcement about Big Elk TV as well uh, today. And then uh, the Skinny on Sports podcast available, kadsam.com. Find it there. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it anywhere that hosts podcasts. Jared Atha, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? Wonderful. It was. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. It was the coldest I've ever been at a baseball game on Saturday. <laughs> it was freezing cold. Out on top of that hill at the fiveplexes, I got I got to do the the Dream League in the right. morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know where the Dream League field is. It's kind of down and secluded with some buildings to the north, some buildings, trees, and trees. Yeah. And and I was thinking, man, this isn't too bad. And then I got out on the hill at the fiveplex, and I went, oh, my gosh, mm. hurry up and get over. It was, it was <laughs> awful. Joining us now also is Jay Manning from the Sarek Golf Association. Big weekend coming up, Jay. It is, man. I'm so excited. We finally got here. We got a lot going on, that's for sure. We're very excited. Uh, I'm just ready for it to get here, and the weather looks so good right now. I'm, I'm just nervously, anxiously waiting it to be that pretty. <laughs> now, is it possible that you can pick two straight – Golf tournament weekends in a row, like you did alumni, and then coming up on the Bob this weekend. Man, I I don't man. If we get if it's if we get lucky again, I will be thoroughly impressed. But it's uh, yeah, alumni was beautiful, and it's tracking that way right now. So I'm I'm very I'm very hopeful. If you keep getting nice weather for your tournaments, people are going to be calling you. Can you plan our tournament? <laughs> yes, I, that that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it that you way. Have this, you have the you know the secret of getting nice weather. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of calls, yeah, I guess. I, I got an honorary spot for the oil and gas committee and, and the KECO golf tournament yeah. for you. Just <laughs> and he will help. Sunny to 75. That's all we need, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, it's it's a four-man scramble. There's uh, tee times in the afternoon that is full, uh, mm-hmm. a full 18 teams in the morning. There's still three spots left. What do people have to do? Because, listen, uh, last year it was awesome. Everybody had a great time oh, yeah. coming back to do it again. Uh, it's a two-day tournament. You're talking about a dinner for the players on oh. Saturday, the Calcutta, all that kind of stuff going on here in the tournament. How do people get involved? Yeah, I mean, just so, yeah, absolutely. We have three spots left in the morning, so 7.30 a.m. tea time. Uh, call the clubhouse, 928-9046. Uh, again, they, if they have any more questions, and Megan can answer that. They can get a hold of us. Uh, she'll give them our numbers. Uh, but, yeah, it's $600 a team. Uh, four person again we just have three spots available on that morning round so we'd really like to get that thing full uh but yeah that's that, that's the best way to do it and yeah calcutta on saturday night so after the round we'll we'll eat and and you know get that thing going and uh have that uh, auction for the calcutta and then um uh, and of course during the round we're going to have some stuff there too so uh again barbara dyson ford i know we've talked about it and cud cud's going to cook for us and have some lunch again that was something we didn't have last year and that's going to be huge i mean we were all starving when we got done both days and uh so and then again bd ford's going to have that uh, uh trailer out there keeping us hydrated and uh, again real quick there's a couple things great plains bank momentum and then wheeler general store uh, along with Cud and Barbara Dyson Ford, those are our kind of our main sponsors on this deal, and, and we could not do it without them at all. So, uh, uh, and big shout out to Great Plains Bank. They've been with us, for, I mean, since I've been on this board, and they've done a lot for us. So we're really excited to have them. But, uh, but yeah, Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. is what time we'll start. Uh, registration will be obviously a little earlier than that, but uh, I'll be here early and, and ready to rock. And the thing about it is on, on Saturday, the, for the team, the spots that are open, the three spots, it doesn't mean you're gonna you if you got something on Sunday morning. You're thinking, oh man, I got to play in the morning both days. That doesn't have to happen. No. If you come and play well on Saturday, you'll get that afternoon tea time on Sunday. Absolutely. Yep. So yeah. So it's not obviously it, we'll fly it Saturday evening and then uh, Sunday's flight. So C and D will play at seven thirty a.m. and then the A and B players they'll play in the afternoon. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. You, just because you're on seven thirty a.m. on Saturday does not mean you'll have to play that that time again. So. Come shoot low, and you'll be you'll be in the afternoon on Sunday. Could somebody that's not playing in the tournament come by and hang out at dinner and and, and participate in the Calcutta? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's how we did it last year, and um, I mean, yeah, we, we we want as many people as we can get out here. That's that's the that's the whole goal here. Uh, get as many people to come out here and see this course, and and you know, and this is a great place. Like I said last week, we we this thing has been amazing for us, and uh, we're excited in the direction it's going. Yeah, I think any, <clears throat> excuse me, anybody that was here last year um, will be impressed with the improvements that you guys have done. You can talk about those a little bit. And then just the overall condition uh, yep. of the golf course that Matt has it in right now. Oh, man, it's, yeah, absolutely. So Matt and Rob have done a, a tremendous job. The greens are in great shape. I mean, like I said, we've done a lot of things. There's a lot of different things that have gone on this this winter and uh, and obviously the early spring. Um, you know, the tee boxes, like I said, are we didn't, still doing some work on them and uh, – and again, like you know, just some other things on those ponds, you know, that we did to make it a little, look a little different. So these guys will be thoroughly impressed. I hope, you know, and I hope this rain comes in and gets us. It'll green it up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, just looking up the hill on number yeah. one. I can't wait to see if it does rain and then it gets warm. Yeah, I, I mean, we might literally see grass growing yeah. on Saturday <laughs> yes, and Sunday I'm afternoon. You, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's all we need. Uh, what else? Said uh, three teams, mm-hmm. two tee times. Um, and then Saturday night, anybody can come. Absolutely, yeah. 
and and, and participate Calcutta wise. Um, yeah, I mean that that's really kind of we're we're here, so it we're it's it's that time, and uh, it, like I said, anybody can come out. Yeah, I call enter enter some teams. Like I said, we need three guys. We need three more teams, so you know we can just get twelve more guys that want to play some golf this weekend, and and we've got a full a full boat. So uh, and then yeah, I mean anybody can come out and enjoy enjoy the weekend, and we'd love to have them. Well, and I know just looking at some of the list of teams on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Just if you want to come out and have some refreshments and watch some good golf, yep. there are some really, really good teams that'll <laughs> yes. be here on Saturday. Yeah, this it's going to be enjoyable to watch for sure. There, there's some, yeah, there's some good good golfers coming out here, so we're we're really excited about it. Now, who is your team? So my team would be Mr. Will Malloy, Chance Silas, and Mr. Keener, Jason Keener. We're going to dominate, I'm sure. D flight, I would imagine. Will Malloy, <laughs> let's see. Will dominate Malloy, what? <laughs> Will Malloy of the uh, two and a half games behind the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, Will Malloy, that, that would be him. About? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually get the pleasure of playing with the tournament's namesake. Yes, you do. I mean, I will be with the Bob. I know. That's that's big. That's big. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm completely honored to, you should to be, be able to be <laughs> with the Bob. That's right. And hanging out for a couple of days for that, sure. Absolutely. All right, so 928-9046 is the phone number here Correct. at the Pro Shop. And yep. then – if they have questions, the players that want to join, the three more teams mm-hmm. left, they have questions. They can, uh, the pro shop can direct it to you guys Absolutely, yeah. that yeah, are on they the can, committee, and, and yep. you can answer any of those questions. What about – I know a question a lot of people will have. What about carts? Yeah, so, yeah, carts are limited out here. That's uh, So they need to – if they need a cart, anybody who's out there listening, you know, give them a call. Uh, at the morning, There's I think there's only two carts left. But, you know, we can – even if there's somebody shows up and needs something, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're not gonna we're not gonna make anybody not play because they didn't bring a card. So we'll we'll get that figured out. But yes, the uh, that's the big thing. We just need to make sure they get reserved. I have a question on the text line: Is Jay already drinking? <laughs> well, not not the not the silver can. <laughs> uh, Jared, you're gonna need to that's pick a out a t-shirt. Question. You're gonna need to pick out a t-shirt for our Masters Fantasy Champ. That's who's texting in. Oh, Drew, okay. Drew's funny. He already has the green one, by the way, so don't duplicate, don't double up. Was well, he a, a double XL? What what size are we looking for? <laughs> I mean, I would guess that, but maybe ask him that off air. Okay. <laughs> well, you just ask him on, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, Jay, uh, thank you so much. Absolutely, we, this is our last uh, Monday here. It's been a great time. Yep. Hopefully, we've done some good for the Sayre Golf Association and uh, Sayre National here. I know one thing. Since we've been coming here, we got a new name. That, <laughs> that, that, that yes. may be our lasting impression. I, we do, we do have a new name. Very true. We appreciate you guys coming out. It's been a big thing for us. All right, three teams left That's for right. the Bob this weekend. It's a four-man, two-day golf tournament. Morning tee times are available, three of those. And then, of course, the afternoon. That doesn't have to be what you play on Saturday, Sunday, though. That's Come right. out here, light it up, and you'll, be, you'll have a Sunday tee time and be able to buy yourself in the Calcutta and oh. eat some good food. That's, and, that's right. Drink some good drinks, and it'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh-oh, what, what's next? I can't say that one. On <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll hit some different things before Jim is here at 930. Skitty on Sports hanging out at Sayre National here on a Monday. Come on back. 98.1 FM, the sports animal. The NBA playoffs have started. The NFL draft's nearly here. Heck, Major League Baseball is even more enjoyable with quicker games. And, of course, the PGA Tour is in full swing. With all those things happening at once, you need a spot with multiple TVs. That place? 
is the sports bar at Sayre National, which is equipped with multiple TVs as well as cold drinks to share with your buddies as you cuss and discuss your favorite team's fortunes. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. We're hanging out at Sayre National this morning. Might be able to play golf today. I think the rain's going to hold one off today. Already come in. Has there? Okay. Yep. Trying this to get afternoon. a quick nine in, I guess. Go play some golf today. Then hopefully we, you don't get to play the next couple of days with the rain moving in. And then by the weekend, warming up and the grass will green and burst out quickly all across western Oklahoma. Oh, I mean, it's. You rain, know. Yeah, the rain chances I've seen, I think, might be very convenient because we got course slow pitch in, in baseball playoffs coming up this week and I think when those are supposed to happen it's not going to rain it might be cool but it's not going to rain and then by this weekend hopefully it's um, just gorgeous out there I was talking to coach Farnell he had the Canute junior high and high school baseball team I saw Dream that. League yeah on uh, on Saturday and he said he had already kind of been in contact with J-Mac about possibly maybe on Friday depending on how much rain and, and what you really get you know, if the if the field at Canute that's you know natural grass and dirt, whether or not it would be ready to go. If not, you know, Elk City plays Thursday. They'll be done uh, more than likely. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if if something crazy happened and an if game had to happen on, but I, I don't know that anybody's really planning on that. So that could be something that, that would be a possibility for Canute since they're hosting that regional. When that, will that we stuff see, should come to today? That's what I was wondering when. When will we see that? Usually around early afternoon is yeah, I think the latest. We'll, I think we'll know that by noon or 2 o'clock or something like that. It's, for, I both, asked him, for both baseball and, and slow pitch. And slow pitch, what the, what the regionals will look like coming up this week. Um, I also know that Elk City Golf and Country Club is supposed to host the girls' uh, golf regional tomorrow. I uh, haven't heard anything official, but I think the chances of that actually occurring are pretty slim. That may be something that happens on Thursday. You know, after after these two days on, on Tuesday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. kind of move out. I saw junior high and high. The track meet was moved uh, from Weatherford from yesterday to today to try to beat everything. So there's a, there's a lot of a lot of balls in the air, a lot of moving parts with all the the spring sports kind of trying to get you know their seasons wrapped up with with regionals and the small school baseball and the slow pitch, and then of course the by district round uh, for for the 4A starting here this week. Man, so that, Which that's might be a perfect segue into Big Elk TV. Yeah, I mentioned we we talk about Big Elk TV every single day about you know what's in the app. Well, Big Elk TV will be on the air uh, Thursday one o'clock. Elk City against Dixon, the Comets of Dixon coming in for by district baseball action. We will have both of those games. One o'clock is the first pitch for game one. Game two will probably be you know, thirty minutes behind. You know after. Uh, that game is played, but that will be Big Elk TV. We will have those games covered. You and I will be out there uh, watching the Big Elk start what most people are <laughs> are thinking and hoping will be a run to a second straight t- state tournament. And who knows? Once you get there, uh, with the with with the way that the Elks have played this season, I you know it's it's interesting. People are at you know they not once they figured out Elk City's pretty good. Like what are they ranked? What are they ranked? I'm like. I don't know. <laughs> it's I can't, not really a thing. I can't thing. tell you. Yeah, it's it, not a thing anymore. There's those power rankings. Of the that prep baseball prep, report. Yeah, and, they're, and based on that, a lot of people think they are the best team in 4A. 
because they've beaten some of the best teams in 4A. Um, well, you know, all that doesn't matter. they got to go win now. That's right. And that starts on Thursday. For those who don't know, it's a best of three format, right? And you just yeah. win two and, and move on. And and with them, by virtue of winning the district, they'll get the host next week and, and probably see some pretty good competition coming next week too based on results in the dis- in other districts, right? Yeah, you're looking at um, if, if Elk City can beat Dixon, which – Dixon will come in one and twenty six on the year, zero and fourteen in District Three. So you're telling me there's a there's chance. A, there's a chance that they can beat them. Okay. <laughs> so if that if that result holds, and then you know the higher seed in the other by districts that they're they're slated to move into the regional here at Elk City, you're talking about Mountain St. Mary's out of District One, who would be the fourth place team. But oh, by the way, the last team to beat the Elks, the team that snapped that eighteen game winning streak for the Elk City Elks, was. Mount St. Mary. Uh, Chickasha, 25-5. and five. They're number two in District 2. They actually tied for the district title with Blanchard and uh, lost by virtue of that tiebreaker because they lost the last game by the exact same amount of runs. They won the first game of those two. It just If they'd have lost the first one and won the second one, they would have been district champions. Uh, but uh, Chickasha, much improved. A name uh, as the head coach that people know right here in this town where we're sitting in Sayre, Kevin James Lumpy. Uh, has done a great job in his first year there at Chickasha. Has them 25-5, and 13-1 in District 2. Uh, and so that's a, a formidable team. And then also the third-place team out of District 3 is Sulphur. Uh, they went 20-9, and 9-5 and five in the district. Uh, just finished behind Lone Grove and Marlowe. So that's you – know, I'm talking to Jay a little bit already. He understands and trying to preach to his team. Listen, there, there may not be a tougher regional in the state of Oklahoma than what's going to be right here at Ackley Park in Elk City. Uh, if if those seeds hold to form mm-hmm. um, the way that they that, that most people think they will, so yeah, it's it's certainly not just going to be a, a breeze and a cakewalk into in, into the state tournament for the Big Elks. No, and you want that. You want to be battle tested. You don't want it to be a cakewalk going into the highest tournament of the year, the state tournament, and and then you know stuff could happen. So you want those you want those tough opponents, absolutely. Yeah, and that's a big part of why they played the schedule they played. I mean, when yep. you look. Look down at uh, outside of the district play, but you got Tuttle. You, the, the trip to Gulf Shores saw a bunch of different uh, quality teams there. Played Blanchard twice. Uh, you know they, they've just kind of snuck in the Kingfisher. Uh, sorry, a Chickasha game, Bing Hera. I mean they, they they've put a bunch of these games on the weekends where they're able to get to see a lot of different teams. You know McGinnis and, and then mentioned Mount St. Mary. They're going to Bethany today. So you know they've they've really Jay has really tried to to battle test his team as much as humanly possible to get ready for what's coming. Uh, and we'll see what, what that uh, – hopefully that pays dividends once they get into the, the yeah. playoff situations that, that are coming. Yeah, and that is the common denominator. When, when you look at teams that compete for state titles year in and year out, you look at their schedule and they are not shying away from competition, no matter what the class is or where it's located or whatever. When – the time of the week, whatever they are looking for those tough those tough teams to play against, and kudos to both teams and coaches saying, "Hey, let's play each other. Let's let's give it a go. This should be fun because that's just fun for the fans, right? You don't want to see twelve to nothing games every week or every day. You want to see fun, good, high quality baseball. Kudos to J Mac and, and his staff and and Hunt for for putting out, putting together a what we hope is a championship schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And I mentioned in the opener. You know, Big Elk baseball, or Elk City baseball, not doesn't appear to be going away just because with, with the so folks you see? Yeah. on this team. Uh, 14 new champions this weekend. 
uh, was the the Outlaws. I mean, you're, that's the team, the eighth graders that were actually playing in the school ball, mm-hmm. some seventh graders as well. Man, they've been awesome this year, both both sides. And so they continued to roll it up in, in the summer, winning that tournament this weekend. Um, then the 12U, the Crushers, the, those kids are mostly sixth graders with a couple of seventh graders and a couple of fifth graders kind of sprinkled in there. And, you know, so that's uh, a couple of classes. And then you look down, clear to the 8U team, the Smash, Wearing their first ring ever for All those right. kids, uh, it was a fun game, and it, you know, the the difference in watching the twelve U final versus the eight U coach pitch final was off the charts. It, it was like you weren't even at the same game as far as the just the enthusiasm and the joy of of the fans. I mean, man, it was so much fun. Altus Monkeys was the final, and and it was back and forth. Altus scored, I think, five runs in the top of the last inning to tie it. Oh, boy. And then the smash had to come back out, and, and they got one hit. And then Tucker Tucker Phillips hit it down the right field line, cleared the fence, and the winning run flew in there to score, and the, the smash were able to win 16-15. But, uh, man, it was it was a lot of fun to, to watch just the the difference in the sound oh, of yeah. the game. Yeah. You know, everybody, you, know, you, you hear the kind of the older kids, and then you go to the younger kids and the and the – Right, things they say, and you know, it's just it was like a, a hundred decibels higher yeah. <laughs> than what it was in the finals of the the game that we watched uh, with Wyatt and them. So it was uh, a lot of fun. It was a cool weekend, um, literally, with, with what happened On Saturday. Oh yeah, it was cold. And listen, <laughs> I bet now, those kids weren't cold though. I promise you, it was cold. <laughs> yeah. On Saturday, you know, I, I got out in in trying to get some stuff done. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna stay in the barn today. <laughs> I'm going to stay in the garage and watch the spring game. I'm not going to venture outside too much. Okay, so that's what I want to um, ask you about. You got to watch it. I didn't get to watch much of it. What What was your opinion? What did you see uh, from the Sooners in the spring, well, in the spring game? you know, you don't want to overreact because it's, it's a spring game. You know, you're, you're, the offense is, is very benign and, 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 you know, basic. And But, you know, the things that we were looking for, I was looking for the defense. You know, they looked like – you know, and I try not to get too overreactive to it, like I said. But then after the game, you kind of wait a little bit, then you get reaction from, you know, pro writers from reputable sources. I'm like, did they see the same thing I saw? And and they did. The defense was – it looked like they knew where they're supposed to be. They looked more comfortable in Venable's schemes, and they were flying all over the place. Um, McCullough was awesome. He was involved a lot. He he looks like he is the real deal. Uh, Bowen had an interception early, and it was a heck of an, eth- uh, an interception. I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, he had to lay out to get it. Not a lot of uh, people can do that, especially as a true freshman. So there was a lot of good things happening. Now, on the negative, the offense, the more wide receivers need to step up. Uh, obviously, there's going to be Stoops, and there's going to be Stogner. Uh, Gavin, it looked like they're trying to mold Gavin Freeman into Stoops part two. You know, as that little beast of a guy in the slot that always finds himself open. And he had a touchdown grab and, and you know, had a couple more grabs. And you can see where that potential is right there. But someone else needs to step up in the wide receiver game. And, you know, Jackson Arnold, that's, the, you know, everyone's going to look. Whether you admit it or not, they, you're going to watch and see, you know, have high expectations for him. He did some things that you can, he obviously looked like a five-star number one quarterback can do. 
especially with his legs. Shame on the blue shirt stuff because he, he would have made some more long plays with his legs um, um, if it wasn't for touch football rules. And he made some throws that made the wide receiver open. If the, You know, you throw your wide receiver open, he made some throws like that. One of those was to Freeman uh, in the seam route down the middle for a touchdown. So he looked the part. He's the solid number two. It is Dylan Gabriel's team. He, he had a slow start, but he settled down, and he too made some play with his legs, and he looked poised and looked like a veteran. So, but those are just some of the reactions I saw, some of, the, some of my takeaways. Yeah, just reading what I've read and seeing a little bit that I saw, the one thing that I think you have to be concerned about as an OU fan is offensive line and depth at the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think a big, uh, a big part of the way Arnold struggled to start, of course it was twos against ones, but it felt, it felt like they were knocking down the passes every time he tried to throw it there early on because the offensive line was not giving him time. Now, I get it. It, it. That's what should happen when your first-team defense is going against your second-team offense. You, you would want to see some separation there, um, and, and that definitely was occurring. But that, I would say you know, receivers outside of, of Stoops and, and Farouk, they've proven that they can play at this level. Nobody else really has. I mean – you know, Jaden Gibson dropping the, the game winner, it's essentially, there. That, that's not a great sign. You know, he, he seems to keep talking and maybe not seeing a lot of results. And he's a guy that when you, when you look out there, he pops off the screen because of his size. Mm-hmm. His, you know, he's fast. But you've got to be able to, to, to make some plays. So I think that's something going through the, the summer and into the fall. That's definitely going to be a question mark. Offensive line is definitely going to be a question mark. I, I'm, I, I failed actually, to mention the running backs. The running backs look solid. Yeah, I think, you know. He, I don't think there was any, uh, there was never really a question there. It, it may be pass blocking is what I should say because the run blocking, you know, we even saw it against Florida State and that really kind of popped off the screen with Barnes and, and Sawchuck that night. Sawchuck was leading receiver in the game the other day. I think I saw uh, with a few catches out of the backfield, which that's just another dynamic that he can, he can bring to the team. Uh, but I, I think overall, Sooner fans seem very, very happy with what they saw on the defense. The defense. And, and that's yeah. – and, you know, it ought to be that way in a spring game when you've gone through this many practices and you kind of know and have a feel for what's coming. And so, you know, if the defense doesn't win the day, you kind of feel like, uh-oh, here we go again. So, I mean, it's – You've been game prepping for this yes. game for months. It yes. Feels, you know, for weeks. It's but, not like a week-to-week like you do in the regular season. So, you should. Right. Yeah. It's like inter-squatting. I just – I don't – just happened this yesterday, inter-squatting practice with softball when the coach gives the steal sign. Everybody well, knows. Everybody knows the steal <laughs> sign. Right. Exactly everybody, the catcher right. is looking over. She's ready to throw <laughs> it down there to second. Exactly. Same thing, yeah. But the, I think the one positive is, is the guys that – that were brought in in the portal, and maybe some of the young guys that were in this recruiting class that were that were really, really ballyhooed, seemed to be the ones making the play. You mentioned uh, McCullough got rave reviews at that cheetah position. Uh, obviously, Peyton Bowen with the play that it was just awesome. It looked it looked exactly like defensive back play supposed to happen: run hip to hip, have your eyes on the ball, make a play on the ball, and you catch it. Instead of trying to face guard somebody because you're beat or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he was right there step for step and, and doing what he was supposed to be doing. So I, I think that was, that's the – you know, it's, it's still prove it to you on game day, prove it to you on a season. But I think you got to be at least a little bit – you know, the, the, the nerves might be calmed just a little bit mm-hmm. with the performance of OU's defense in the spring game. Well, it gives Saturday. us hope. We, we, we kept saying after last season, you know, that the defense – are we calling it complex under Venables or, or just obviously a completely different scheme than what Grinch would throw out there? 
would year two be would year two would we see um, people more relaxed in their position knowing exactly what they got to do instead of looking around kind of mm-hmm. uh, you know lost and I, we saw a bit more of that but I want to see it against now we saw it you know, against that well I want to see it against real competition not over pursuing not being out of position but it was promising I'll give it that I'm I, you know, I thought about it over a weekend what's your what's a overreaction you know to the spring game what you know some question for Jim we'll have coming up but what, what an overreaction to the spring game what's some um, a good reaction and you know mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trying not to overreact about Bowen. I'm trying not to. That's, that's I'm the, trying not I've seen to a do lot it. of people. A lot right. of people that cover the team. That's the one thing they're all saying is, I'm trying not to knee jerk and put Peyton Bowen as right? an all star. Listen, because <laughs> people, the overreaction is he's going to be a superstar this year. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'll agree he's going to be a superstar by the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Now, this year, I think we'll see flashes of, of, of really cool and really good stuff from the kid, but we got to keep telling ourselves this is a true freshman, all right? He's probably going to prom next weekend, okay? Probably going back home to go to prom. So we, I have to keep telling myself that, but I'm trying not to overreact. But Peyton Bowen, you can tell why he was such a ballyhooed guy to get and why it was such a big deal for him to flip about a half a dozen times until he finally landed at OU because he, I think, it, in, in the long run, is the real deal. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, the ultimate Jim Traber will be on. We'll talk NBA playoffs. We'll hit the NFL draft, which is coming up on Thursday, and also get his thoughts about what he saw at the spring game at OU on Saturday. We're hanging out at Sayre National right here in the sports bar. Come on back. It's a skinny on sports right here on The Sports Animal. The calendar's quickly approaching the final weekend in April, which means only one thing. Sayre National's the place to be. Spots are filling fast for the second annual The Bob Four-Man Scramble, April 29th and 30th. It's two fun-filled days of golf, food, and prize money, but you can't do any of those three without getting entered into the tournament. To do so, give the Pro Shop a call, 580-928-9046. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, hanging out here at the sports bar at Sayre National Golf Course. Don't forget the four-man known as the Bob coming up two-day four-man golf tournament. Still three spots left with the morning tee time on Saturday. So get involved, 928-9046. Play Saturday, have a dinner and an auction on Saturday night, then come back on Sunday to try to uh, take home the prize money. 928-9046 is the... Phone number to get involved in the Bob. Joining us now is the voice you're going to hear right here on these airwaves at 2 o'clock. It's the ultimate Jim Traber. Jim, how are you? I'm good, fellas. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, like I told you off air, I'm trying to, still trying to warm up after watching baseball Saturday afternoon out in the cold and the wind. And I think maybe my feet have finally unthawed. and Dude, ready suck to get... it up, man. I played in some freezing <laughs> cold weather. Well, I, I got opening. Hey, I played the very first opening day ever in Maine. And oh. we flew in. We flew into Boston and drove up there, and that night it snowed. And they took a daggone helicopter out to the field to try to dry the field off and dry the field and warm it up so we could play. It was like 35 degrees. So me being the uh, veteran of the squad, unfortunately, I think it was like the, gosh, I think it was like the third or fourth time I had been in AAA, and I was mad that I didn't make the big league team. I walked into the clubhouse, you know, there's all these kids that are all fired up first time in AAA, and I walked into the locker room, and I said, listen, fellas, 
because I was a kangaroo court judge. Yeah. You guys, what kangaroo court is, right? For yeah. people out there that don't know, every team has like a kangaroo court, and you get fined certain amount of money for doing stupid things, you know. And um, and then there's a judge. Well, I was the judge, and I walked in and I said, "Fellas, every pitch you take today, you're getting fined. I don't care if it, I don't care if it's over top of your head. If you don't swing, you're getting fined." And um, we played that game, and the other side was uh, the Phillies, and it was Darren Dalton and all these other older dudes that I knew, and he did the same thing. And we played the game in a, an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> and I will tell you this, anybody who's all mad now about the game being too long, you'd have loved sitting in 35-degree weather and watching that jump, okay? I had four at back, I saw five pitches, and I was very happy to uh, get one base hit. And uh, it was horrible. So don't you dare cry, okay? <laughs> well, it would have been easier if I'd have been out there playing. I'd have been moving around yeah, a little yeah. bit instead of just well, sitting in my sit, lawn chair. Well, you sit down and wrap up. How many layers did you have on? A couple. Not enough. <laughs> still cold, I, was, huh? I still wasn't prepared. Everybody had blankets and I didn't I had layers on. on, too. I had long underwear on. I had a daggone uh, thing over my head. Yeah, I, I had layers on, too, but it doesn't matter. And trust me, you're not moving that much. You're standing over there at first base. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, very, that's yeah, very it, true. Uh, Cold weather stinks for baseball. No, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, the NBA playoffs. I think we were robbed of, of one of the better series with, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul, Paul George not being there. I think they've been underwhelming for me outside of the Kings and the Warriors. We saw the Kings get out 0-2 or 2-0. Then the Warriors showing their championship medal yesterday to even that series 2-2. Uh, it has been by far the best series and, and were really entertaining to watch. Well, guys, if you've been listening to me, man, I love the Kings. I love the way they play. And I really believe that the Thunder are going to play very similarly when they get all their pieces. I just love, you know, running up and down the floor. And, you know, in game three, they couldn't hit any shots. They got beat up. When they hit shots, look out. They're going to play with everybody. What a great game. It really was. Um, a lot of things you could talk about towards the end there. It's amazing that Steph Curry called a timeout. Um, but that happens sometimes, you know, you get under duress and Steve Kerr took the blame, I guess, and said, Hey, I didn't let him know hard enough, but I'll bet you the amount of money. Somebody let him know. Mm-hmm. There's, dudes, there's guys on the bench and they got about 13 or 15 people on the bench. And you know, one of them is in charge of telling people, Hey, we got one time out. We got no time out. So that was a tough little deal, but great basketball game. You know, Harrison Barnes, man, you can't ask. I mean, it's a great shot. They did. The Golden State Warriors did what they should do and, and um, got the ball out of Fox, who was the clutch player in the entire league. They got it out of his hands. And it was just a beautiful thing, really, I thought. Um, great game. Can't wait for game five. I think it's going to go seven, and I'm picking the Kings. I think it's going to go all the way around, and I pick the Kings. As far as the other series concerned, um, i got to say something, fellas. If the Clippers were healthy, I don't know. I mean, Russell Westbrook's playing totally out of his mind. Obviously, he wouldn't even come close to doing that if they had the other two guys. But I think the Suns might be in a little bit of trouble if they were playing this team and they were totally healthy. So, I don't know, man. I picked the Suns to win the West. I still think they got a great chance. But, uh, you know, I mean, listen, usually there's two, three, four series in this round that aren't very good. I mean, that's just the way it is. When you're an eight seed or a seven seed and you're playing the one or two, normally it's not close. Now, if you get an injury like Giannis, well, then things can change. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I was just listening to Craig and them. And, um, of course, Craig and Sam Humphreys, his son, 
is on the board. So the two of them, who are the biggest Russell homers of all time, <laughs> were just like lauding and lauding. And I had to send a message to him, and this is all I said. I said, Russell's had three great games. Um, why has he been traded six times in five years? Does anybody know why? If, if he was averaging 31 points a game, like he is the last three games, well, then guess what? He wouldn't have been traded. He's been unbelievable. I mean, it's amazing. You know what's going to happen? Some team's going to get sucked in by this little thing that he's doing right now, and they're going to bring him in next year, and he's going to do what he did. By the way, read off the dangling Laker numbers, 29% from three. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I'll give, I always give it up to people if they do good things. But the excitement, and then Durant and Chris Paul last night, Kevin Durant saying, when he retires, people are going to retire. What are you talking about, dude? First of all, you didn't want to play with them, okay? That, that's what you left Oklahoma City. Because one of the reasons why you didn't want to play with Russell Westbrook anymore. I know there's a bunch of people that are afraid to say that, but that's the truth. Okay, that's one of the things. But for him to sit there and go, when he retires, everybody's going to talk about what We all know what he is, okay? He's one of the greatest athletes that's ever played. He can put up incredible numbers at times, and he plays losing basketball. That's what he does. Now, again, I'll give it up to him for these three games. It's amazing. But um, Russell Westbrook is what he is. And trust me, fellas, someone's going to overpay him, and he's going to go to that team, and he's going to go right back into what he did with the Lakers. Isn't it interesting that the one game in this series where he didn't shoot the ball worth a crap at all but did other things is the game that they won. Now that he's on this tear offensively, the Clippers can't win a game. Yeah, well, I agree with you, and I, and I would love to. I would love to agree with you 100. percent You know, Kawhi was right. Game. Yeah, you know, so I mean, obviously, when you got Kawhi Leonard, your numbers don't matter as much. But now, game two, Kawhi played right, and uh, he was, and he did, and Russell played well. And then game three and four, no Kawhi, and he's been really, really good. So I just I, look. Everybody knows I don't like Russell West. Don't like him at all. I think he's a punk. That's what I believe he is. But having said that, I'll tell the truth about him. Some people think I'm too hard on him. Fine, I am too hard on him. You know why? Because nobody else is hard on him. Everybody else gets sucked up to him like he's this wonderful human. Oh, he's so great and blah, blah, blah. He's a punk is what he is. So having said that, he's had three great games, and I still want all the Russell homers to tell me why has he been traded six times in five years. Why is that? I guarantee you, fellas, if he played the way he played the last three games, he would never be traded, right? We all agree with that, right? So, I'm just saying, traded six times in five years, something's wrong. And I know what's wrong. It's his numbers over a season. Yep. Tyron Lee has been really good for him. And maybe the Clippers we pick him up. I don't know. We'll see. How worried are you with uh, Milwaukee? Down uh, 2-1, going tonight. Down in, in Miami, Giannis not available. How worried are you if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan? Well, I'm extremely worried. I mean, you know, by the way, I picked Miami Heat at the beginning of the year to, to win the East, which was stupid as can be, but my gosh, you never know. But anyway, um, look, they're playing against a veteran team with a great coach. So if Giannis doesn't play, I think Miami's going to win the series. Do you guys agree? I think so. Duncan Robinson has come out of nowhere to make some shots. They've, just, they've been getting contributions for some different guys that really we didn't see a ton of during the regular season. But then all of a sudden, here they are on this stage. I mean, I was listening to part of that going home on Saturday. Duncan Robinson 
has hit more threes in the playoffs for the Heat than Dwayne Wade now. I, that, I, that floored me <laughs> to hear that stat. <laughs> Guys, have you ever heard me? I love Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. He got overpaid. And I said about a month ago, I don't know if you guys heard it, but I said on the air the Thunder should trade for Duncan yeah. Robinson while he is low. Did you, did you guys remember me saying yeah, that? I, I said it on the air. Yes. I said, since he has no value right now, I would take a chance on him. You know, Yeah, he's got a pretty big salary. His salary's too big. But, man, the dude can shoot. We see it. You just don't lose it. You might lose it for a period of time. He just got the doghouse with bullshit. And then we see what he can do, you know. And, uh, you know, with no hero, obviously they needed another dude. So, yeah, hey, guys, listen. If the Thunder traded for him and gave up, like, a number one and a couple number twos, would, would you like to see him and Isaiah Joe coming off the bench? That'd be some pretty good shooting right there, fellas. Yeah, and you can never have enough of that. You can, it doesn't matter how many shooters you think you have. You can never have too many. You're right. No, you're right. I I really wish they would have tried to do it. But I, look, I know he's making a lot of money, and they're going to have to pay a bunch of people. I'm not going to get mad at the Thunder for not doing it. I'm just saying I think it would have been a, a good move. But he is making a lot of money, and the Thunder are going to have to pay a bunch of people in a few years. So probably not horrible that they didn't do it. But forget the Thunder. Why didn't somebody else do it? You got a guy in the doghouse. I bet you could have gotten him for a pretty good deal. Hey, you mentioned you, you still like Phoenix in the West. Has your opinion changed after a week or so in the playoffs of, of uh, your pick in the East? Or, or are you um, going to switch it to the Knicks? <laughs> I like the Knicks, dude. I picked the Knicks to win this series, but I'm not going to go to the Knicks. I, I'm going to stay with the Bucks. I mean, I'm just thinking Giannis. I don't know. I don't know how good he is. You know, I mean, it, if Giannis can play, I still think the Bucks are the best. But, um, you know, the Celtics, the Celtics certainly could win it. I mean, no, there's, there's a couple teams. I don't know. I never believe in the Sixers, but they're sitting there, you know, at home, just relaxing. So, I don't know, man. It, I think it's still it's wide open. If Giannis isn't there, it's definitely wide open. Let's uh, look toward Thursday, NFL draft. Um, do you believe that Bryce Young really is going to be the first pick, or do you think some of this smokescreen about – the what's wrong with C.J. Stroud is coming uh, from the Panthers or, or is somebody else trying to make him look worse? That way he falls down the board just a couple of picks and somebody has a franchise quarterback. Well, I, I truly believe that um, that uh, that uh, what's his name? Uh, Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft. And I love they did that test. And sometimes those tests are stupid. But that test they did, he did like 98 percentile. And uh, that doesn't surprise me because this dude, he knows the game. He is smart as can be. So I really like what he's all about. Um, look, as far as Stroud is concerned, I just think it's funny. We always hear this stuff. You know, it, some of it's true and some of it that, that happens right around the deal. Guys are trying to say this about one guy so he drops, this about one guy so he doesn't drop. I mean, there's just so many things happening, you know. I Right now, you know, I think it's really funny. Le- Did you see that video on on, uh, on the internet where Levis is on his knees and he throws the ball 50 yards? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys a question. How many times do you throw the ball from your knees in the NFL? I don't care. It's <laughs> nothing for me. Yeah, he's got a strong arm. I- it doesn't bother me. I don't care about a strong arm. I- you want to be able to get it to the places. You know what? Bryce Young got the ball where it was supposed to be when he played. Did he not? I think he did. T.J. Stroud got the ball where he was supposed to get it. So I, 
All of those things don't do much for me. I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback. I think C.J. Stroud is, is the second-best quarterback. And I think that Levis and uh, Richardson, hey, good luck with you. You know, Richardson, if you want the greatest athlete to ever you ever see play quarterback great, at 53% is ridiculous uh, at, at this time in, in, in football. If you, can't, if you can't throw for about 60% or above, that's a problem for me. Accuracy means a lot for me. Do you think there's any truth to kind of the smoke with Houston? Uh, I think that they wanted Bryce Young more than Stroud now that they're number two. Do you think there's truth to, you know, you hear some Trey Lance rumors of maybe a trade there or them just flat out going defense uh, with, with maybe Will Anderson? you think that's true or do you think you, ultimately you see C.J. Stroud go number two? Well, let me tell you something. If they take Will Anderson, who I love, I think he's the best player in the entire draft, if they take Will Anderson – then they better tank their butts off next year, yeah. which is really hard in football, because then you can get Caleb Williams or Drake Mack. You know, I mean, because all the experts say that both of those dudes would go number one in this draft. So um, you better do it because if you take Will Anderson and then you play better than people think, and you end up, uh, you know, fifth, fifth, and you lose out on both of those quarterbacks, it will be a disaster, a disaster. Now, you know, there are some pretty good quarterbacks in the second round and third round, too. You know, the kid from Fresno, there's a bunch of people that are high on him. So you could take that guy, you know, and, and just see if you, you know, hit on him. They did that with Davis Mills. He's okay. But if you could do something like that and hit on that guy, well, then you might be in good shape. But if not, then you, you're bad, and then you have to, uh, you know, get the first or second pick next year. Because I got to tell you, I'll be shocked if those two guys don't go one and two next year. Now, interesting enough, all the bad teams are getting quarterbacks, so who the heck's going to need quarterbacks, you know? But yeah, that, that's – me and Aaron are kind of talking about that on Friday. I, in my – you know, I'm not very old, but I can't remember a guy like, like a Caleb Williams potentially influencing this year's draft because of the potential of him being the number one pick for next year. Do you think that comes into play, or is that just a lot of talk? Well, I think it definitely comes into play. I, I just said if, if, Houston, if Houston takes Will Anderson, then they are hoping that they're going to be really bad again. I mean, it's that simple. I, look, guys, I think this is all talk. I think they're thinking, don't you think he's CJ Stroud? Are they not? I mean, come on. You can't, can't pass on a dude like that at number two. I just don't think they can. No, but I, if they do, well, then they're going to have to be one of the worst teams to get one of those other guys. Where does B. John go? B. John Robinson. Is he going to be a top 10 guy, or is he, or P, teams going to do what it seems like they've been doing, thinking, okay, at some point in the first round, it's going to make sense, but not that high? Well, if somebody takes him in the top 10, it'll be a joke for them. I mean, it'll be, he'll be massively over-drafted. Um, and by the way, if he was a different position, except maybe safety, if he was an outside rush guy or an offensive tackle or quarterback as good as he is, he'd be top three in this draft. <clears throat> but he's he's a great he's a great player. But you guys have heard me talk about running back for a long time. You can't draft it, it, I'm telling you. Now the Eagles Yeah what are they drafted? Number eleven? Ten. Yeah, ten. Okay. Now the Eagles are interesting because they lose Miles Sias, uh Miles Sanders, and they got those other two guys that are okay. Um and they're just a player or two away from winning the whole thing. So if you want to go for it, go for it. Now, let's tell you this. 
if they go for it a couple, three years from now, fellas, they're going to have a quarterback and a running back and nobody else. Because mm-hmm. the money they're going to have to pay out will be ridiculous. So, you know, if the Eagles do it, I can understand it. I mean, I just think your Cowboys would be so stupid to do this, too, fellas. If he, if he falls to the Cowboys, I just think it would be really dumb. I do. I mean, you, we all know that Pollard's really good, right? We know he's really good. Yeah, he's hurt, and yeah, it's going to take him a while to come back. But he's really good. So draft the running back in the you know fifth round or fourth round. He'll be fine. He, listen, fellas, your, your, whole, your whole life is dependent on whether – Dak can make plays or not. Mm-hmm. So I would not. If I, I don't know. You guys are both Cowboys fans. Do you want to sit on the road to do the Man, I, I just think if they have him rated as high on the board as everyone down there believes they do, one of the top two or three on their draft board, if you're drafting at 26 and you get that value, I think you have to do it. And, and especially yeah, well, because it's at a position of kind of need, too. I mean, you don't know about Pollard and how he's going to come back. Obviously, cut ties with Zeke. And I think if you get that much value, I look at it similar to, you know, they had C.D. Lamb rated way higher on their board than a lot of people did, and it got to where where he fell to where they felt like the value was too good. That pick has paid off because then they were able to find and strike gold with with Diggs in the third round at a position they different probably position, should have drafted. Different yeah. position, though. Different position. Though. Yeah. You know. I know. Wide receiver, by the way, you're getting ready to pay him a bunch of money, too. And you're going to pay Diggs a bunch of money. But I also um, I, I think the timing of it works a little bit better than what it does with the Eagles, though, because Dak will be kind of coming off of, you know, if Bijan is as good as he's supposed to be, you know, maybe you look at a different solution there with a younger guy at quarterback that you're not having to pay when all these other guys are rolling through the money. And you, and you do it kind of the way that you know what? what we saw with Kansas City. Skinny, you're doing a really good job of talking yourself. <laughs> Keep going, because let me tell you, if y'all draft him, you'll be you'll be just like the Eagles. Only the difference is you want the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you better win in the next two or three years, because like I said, big D.D. Lamb, you're already paying Dak a massive amount of money, um, and then here comes Robinson, and you're gonna have to pay him a bunch of money. If they didn't learn that now. Week was way high. What was it? Second or third? Yeah, it was like third, third, third or fourth. Second, yeah. yeah, that was a lot higher. Right. But still, I just, I'm sorry. I'll tell you this: if you're, if I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, I really hope somebody takes these off Robinson before we draft. Yeah, I, I do. Ultimately, I ultimately, I think that's what'll happen, and that that decision won't have to be made. Uh, the nightmare scenario would be to watch him fall and then watch Jerry trade up to get him, which would just be ridiculous. And but not well, not out of the realm of possibility, unfortunately, with a guy that's that high on their board. I want every Cowboy fan to know out there. I am not saying he's a great player, yeah. a great player. I mean, I, I think he's awesome. But you saw, look at Saquon Barkley, right? What did that do? Got him hurt. Now you got to pay him a bunch of money. Uh, what about uh, what about McCaffrey? Yeah, he's unbelievable, but he's been hurt. I mean, just look at all the. I'll just bring it up. What is, is it? Twenty? Is it the last twenty years where no team has won the Super Bowl with a first round uh, running back? I think that's right. <laughs> twenty, think, yeah. maybe twenty one now. So, I mean, if that doesn't show you how little a first round running back means, I don't know what does. Now, maybe, maybe the Eagles take Bijan Robinson and they win it, and it'll change that whole thing. But. I'm not doing it, fellas. I'm not doing it. I don't. I don't care if Barry Sanders. Listen closely. 
I don't care if Barry, Barry Sanders is in the draft. I'm not doing it. And Barry Sanders, to me, is the best running back of all time. Now, that may be a little bit too far, but I really believe, fellas, that running backs are dime a dozen. Now, are there Barry Sanders? No. But you can get this. Look, look at the dude from OSU with the Steelers this year, fellas. Mm-hmm. He was so good, he didn't even get drafted. Go yeah. on and on about running backs. Willis Pollard, a third-round pick. Yeah, uh, Pacheco. Pacheco with Kansas City was a seventh round pick. Love him. Love yeah. Pacheco. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one after another. So, you know, again, as a Cowboy fan, I would I would want the Eagles to take him. Go ahead and take him. And then you guys can take somebody that you really need on the defensive side of the ball or wherever you might think. Yeah, tight end or somebody like that with uh with Schultz being gone. Maybe one of those tight ends would be the, there. I wonder if the tight end, the kid from the the tight end from uh, Mayer from Notre Dame will probably be gone by 26. Yeah, Kincaid. There's another really good tight end, right? Yeah, Kincaid from Utah. I've seen him mocked to the Cowboys on a couple, but it feels like he's kind of shooting up the board. Maybe Mayer's falling just a little on some of them, but n- neither one right now look like they're going to be there. But you never know. Well, the, great thing, the great thing for my Steelers and your Cowboys is, is that these idiots are going to take quarterback after quarterback, okay? There's going to be wasted picks. Probably Levis and Richardson will go before either one of our teams. Yep. And you know what that means, fellas? Two people that should be drafted will fall, which means more people will fall to our team. I can't tell you how many times the Steelers have gotten players in this draft later in the first round because everybody's taking quarterback players that they should never get. It happens all the time. So, anyway, and by the way, for anybody out there, if somebody texts you or emails you or whatever, I did not want the Steelers to take my there. I'm right. on the radio. I said it. It made me mad. He's a great player, but I don't want a first-round guy. And here in a year or two, guess what? It's going to happen. They're going to have to tag him. You know, and who knows? I hope he doesn't act like Le'Veon Bell did. Absolutely. Hey, final question for me. OU spring game. Uh, just give me your quick reaction. What did you see? What did you like? What Maybe what you didn't like? Uh, what did you think? McCullough and Bowen both really popped for me. Spring, you know, spring practice and, and the game means nothing to me. I've talked about this. I think it's all a bunch of junk. Remember one thing, fellas, the defense is always going to look better in the spring because they know all the plays. They know everything. They know the cadences. They know everything. So the defense will always look better in a spring game. Always. If your defense gets lit in a spring game, you better watch out. But I think McCullough looked really good, and I think Bowen looked really good. I think they got to figure out a way to get Bowen on the field. Um, I just think he's one of those dudes that can help you get better. I do think the defense will be better. It's really, really obvious that the young kid has an incredible arm. I saw that when I watched him on a high school game. You guys have listened to me for a long time. I don't ever talk about a high school kid. All right? But I watched him play, and I thought, man, this is something special. And he can run. he got that long run with Probably was the right call. He probably would have gotten tackled. But you can see how he can run. So, yeah, I, he's a stud, fellas. He's a stud. I just don't want the fans to go crazy when uh, Gabriel has one bad threat. But that's going to happen. Right in, right? The, the greatest person on the team is the backup quarterback. But those are the two guys that pop for me. Anybody for you guys? Anybody you guys like? No, for sure those. And, and that's what you really needed to see, uh, especially with McCullough in, in that spot and then Bowen. Um, you can see why that was such a dramatic end to his recruiting and people were so involved 
with the way that he was able to – I mean, that actually looked like a real defensive back play the way he, he did that. Ran hip for hip, turned around and dove and caught the ball or whatever. That was just textbook, yeah. and that's not something we've seen around Norman very often lately. I was just going to say, that's kind of rare, isn't it, around right. here? One th- two things I would be concerned about. Uh, one, offensive line depth. Uh, I think a big part of why Arnold looks so bad early is because they couldn't block anybody. And like you said, they know the cadence. They know how to get off on the defensive line, so that's uh, probably expected. But then receivers. Who is going to step up at the receiver position uh, to help the offense go? I think running back is going to be really good, but receivers, I don't know. One very good Gibson dropping that ball. Yeah. You know, got to catch that ball. Yeah, I mean, listen – there's been other years where we talk at this time about the receivers. It seems like they always come around. And the offensive line, even though always get, you know, by the fourth or fifth game, they usually look a lot better. But I, I'll say it again. The defensive line knows everything they're doing. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yep. Did you hear me tell that story on Friday about when I was in the spring game or what I did to the, to the defense? <coughs> no, I was not able to this on Friday. I'll just, I'll just tell it real quick. Okay. So all audibles at OSU were two. Whenever I said two, it was an audible. And the defense knew that. And Ken was both receivers planning in. So I told the offense, you know, we played again. We played a real game. Mm-hmm. And I told the offense, I said, here's the deal, fellas. I'm going to call an audible to Ken. They're going to think we're planting. Every time I said two, it was on two. I said, fellas, it's going to be on one. And that's why I said it. It's mm-hmm. going to be on one instead of two. And then, guys, you run plant. I'm going to pump and then go back out towards the flag. Okay. So we got to the line of scrimmage. I think we are on like the 19-yard line. I come to the line of scrimmage. I get under the center, and I go, I go, 210, And then I go, set, cut. And we, 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 we center it on one. Mm-hmm. And the defensive line wasn't ready because they thought it was going to be on two. I take a three-step drop. I pump the, 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 the slant. They all come running. The defense, when I said to the guy, goes, watch the slant, watch the slant. I pump the slant. They come flying, both safety and corner. He goes out. There wasn't any, anybody in 10 yards. <laughs> so that's what you got to do, man. If you want to score against the defense, you got to mess with them because they know everything you're doing. Yeah, and like you said, I, I said it earlier, if the defense doesn't look good in a spring game, you're in massive trouble come the fall uh, because right. they have every advantage uh, that they could possibly have. Hey, what, do you, what do you got coming and they, up? And they, did. They, did. they played well. They looked good. So yep. I will say this, fellas. I think this defense next year is going to be better. I just want to help out. And that game didn't show me anything, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, the The level of better is what it will be fascinating to watch in the fall, uh, just to yeah, see how, exactly. how much better it can get. What's coming up on the uh, podcast, and what do you got on the show today? Um, great. The podcast today is really good. Julie and I talked just a lot about our, our you know things that are going on in our life, and then she, she brings up some incredible stuff about the Bible. You, got, you guys got to listen. Also, listen closely, fellas. Next Monday, I will not be with you guys, okay? okay. I'm going to be playing a focus channel. But listen to this. Next Monday, Al Espec. Oh, oh, very good. And here's the deal. Thursday, this coming Thursday, we're, there's going to be two in a row with them. We're going to tape it at Othello's in Norman. So I know, guys, you guys know all the people listening to this are way far away. But if you want to drive in, Thursday, it'll be about 7.30. Get a great dinner, and you'll be able to listen to me, Julie, and Al, and I think it's going to be great. We're going to talk about his whole life. We're going to talk about all the way back to PF20 and everything, how he got to where he is. So 
I think uh, I think it's going to be really, really cool. And I was really excited about it, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Very good. Well, me and Aaron got to cover some baseball on Thursday, yeah. but it's in the afternoon, <laughs> so maybe right. if they take care of business, we can <laughs> hot tell it over there and check that out. Exactly right. Well, we'd love to see our fellows got some great Italian food, and uh, we will have a wonderful night with Al. All right, fantastic. Awesome. Jim, thanks so much for joining us uh, here on Monday. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, fellas, thanks. See ya. You betcha. That's the ultimate Jim Traber. You hear him right here on these airwaves at 2 o'clock, Jim and Julie uh, Traber podcast, uh, also available everywhere podcasts are. All right, Jared. Very good. That'll do it from Sayre National. We thank everybody here uh, the last couple of months being able to come over and hang out at yeah. Sayre National. And uh, don't forget the Bob. Three spots left in the Bob, 928-9046. Get your morning tea time for Saturday. Get You better get here because it's going to fill. I have total confidence it's going to fill by the time 730 in the morning rolls around on Saturday. It's Skinny on Sports signing off from Sarah National right here on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. The NBA playoffs have started. The NFL draft's nearly here. Heck, Major League Baseball is even more enjoyable with quicker games. And, of course, the PGA Tour is in full swing. With all those things happening at once, you need a spot with multiple TVs. That place is the sports bar at Sayre National, which is equipped with multiple TVs as well as cold drinks to share with your buddies as you cuss and discuss your favorite team's fortunes. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club.